TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. After 10 o'clock, they're making these games move quickly. 6.40-ish start time. So I get a four-hour show. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. Guess what we're about to do? I, I don't I don't have to ask. You don't have to guess. We're going to talk sports. Yeah, let's get into the sports conversation around your New York teams, around the leagues, around the players, the moves, the lack of moves. The past tense, what could have, should have, would have been, what we have in front of us, where we're headed, and can't wait to talk to you. 877-337-6666. Got here safely tonight. Didn't have to dodge any dummies in New York City. I'm good. Thanks for turning on the fan. Thanks for checking in on 1019 FM 660 or the free Odyssey app. I got you till 2 a.m. Where should we begin? We'll begin with the Yankees. You just heard the Yankees post game, so maybe you're coming over from listening to Justin and Susan and Justin doing the post game show. The Yankees win. The Yankees win. I'm not used to this uh, season being over in August, watching games for next year, but I'll take the win. Like I'm happy to see back to back wins. I'm happy to see the Yankees not lose a series. Can't lose the series, right? Where she can do a split. Uh, I'll take it. Back-to-back nights, they do what they have to do against a team that they should beat. The 59-73 and Detroit Tigers, led by that crook, that criminal, A.J. Hinch. No, I didn't forget. And the Yankees shouldn't forget. Should sweep these guys just to embarrass him some more. And tonight, you'll definitely hear my Casamigos big shot of the night. There's one guy that it's going to go to, and uh, that guy looks like he wants to stay. That guy looks like he wants to be here. Michael King looks like he wants to stay in a starter role. He looks like he wants to be here next year in the rotation. See, we're already projecting into 2024. We're already looking ahead to see what pieces we have, what do we need to do, what moves need to be made, who do we need to acquire. Shout out to Johnny Brito getting the win. He 
also wants to place his hat in the ring to be a starter for your New York Yankees. Wandy, good enough. Clay Holmes, Clay Holmes. I mean, I, I just always knew Clay was suspect. Uh, <laughs> I had a drop on WFAN like a month ago before the deadline saying that the Yankees need a high leverage reliever. They need to go out and actually get a closer. Clay Holmes is not a reliable closer. And, you know, even in these games that don't matter, Clay struggles. Uh, and I feel like, man, that guy, for him to have that 29 and a third innings last year, that streak, people were calling him the new Mariano Rivera. I knew that wasn't going to last long. There is only one unanimous Mo. Uh, Clay Holmes, I don't know. Uh, he's your closer. He's not my closer, but whatever. The Yankees are able to win, and that's a quick game, uh, two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, bark in the park night out there, seeing the flicks coming out of Comerica Park. The Yankees don't do that in the Bronx. Too too many dogs already in the Bronx. No, they just don't do that. I just don't think uh, the Yankees are interested in, uh, you know, you having to take after your dog in the ballpark. They get, they get enough fans. They don't need a bark in the park, uh, come out to the stadium and get your 62 Aaron Judge bobblehead. What else from this game? Young Volpe. Young Volpe is headed to a 2020 season as a rookie, and uh, I'm glad that he's been able to fight through this season. This is not the ideal rookie season for a kid that grew up loving the Yankees and loving baseball and rooting for the Yankees, but, you know, big to see him power through three strikeouts, avoid the golden sombrero, and hit one out. That's his 19th of the year. He's one away from 20. Uh, I haven't said the name Glaber Torres yet, but uh, here we are with Glaber Torres. Can you trade him or can't you trade him? Should you trade him or maybe not? I heard BT talking about absolutely trade him, and I've been in the camp for the last two, maybe three years. Trade Glaber, trade Glaber. But the guy's making it tough on you to actually trade him. 877-337-6666. Tell me how you feel. This guy tonight, I, I'm going to save it for uh, 11 o'clock, but this guy tonight, I'm watching him play, and it just, it's kind of frustrating, right? One minute, you look at Glaber Torres, he's absolutely tradable, right? You you want to trade him because he runs in the outs, and he falls asleep at the wheel, and he makes a lazy throw, or he boots a ball. He's got a bunch of errors, and that version of Glaber Torres, you see, you want him off the team. He's not a winning player. You want him away from the New York Yankees in the future because you want to return to glory. You want to return to a World Series, and you need winning players to do that. But then the Glaber Torres that breaks open the game tonight and the Glaber Torres that's going like he's going at the plate, I mean, I don't see the Yankees being able to trade him in this offseason. They passed the last couple offseasons. They passed the last couple deadlines. I don't see Brian Cashman being able to trade him. I also don't see Aaron Boone being able to sit him. Aaron Boone came into this series talking about he wanted to give him a rest day. For what? He's 26 years old. And if these are tryouts for next year, if these are exhibition games, I don't. I won't call them spring training. We're in August going into September. It's not spring training, but pretty much they're tryouts, auditions for the 2024 team. Glaber Torres is showing you offensively and defensively that he wants to stay. Had a nice play in the eighth. I mean, the guy wore a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. I'll, I'll save my... My Glaber spiel for uh, when we get to the 11 o'clock hour. Higgy, good to see Higgy hitting the ball out, getting some production from the catcher position. Honestly, today, I thought they were going to go ahead and add uh, Ben Rortvet to the list. The, the big news 
that came across today, which a lot of Yankee fans celebrated. Josh Donaldson is gone. That's done. It's over. The Josh Donaldson era in pinstripes is a wrap. Congratulations to you if you celebrate. I mean, for me, it's just too little too late. To me, this guy's on the 60-day IL. Yeah, he was going to come back or whatever, but it's just Cashman admitting fault. It's just Cashman saying, all right, well, you know, this didn't work. Um, I saw a potential in Josh Donaldson. I don't know why. I'll have to have Paulie cue up the clip of Cashman talking about, oh, yeah, we appreciate Gio Urshela, but he's no Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson's no Josh Donaldson. What are you talking about, bro? Josh Donaldson's not who he used to be anymore. So Josh Donaldson's time here is done, and they're going to allow him to uh, potentially sign with a contender. Uh, He's an old man in baseball terms, and he's going to try and catch on with another team. I don't know who's going to pick him up, but that's how I felt about Aaron Hicks. And now Aaron Hicks is on the first-place Orioles, and you're going to be watching Aaron Hicks in October. He might not be a star player, but I bet you he makes a catch or uh, works a walk or gets a hit or even hits a home run that makes you scratch your head a little bit and say, uh, that guy was over here with us, couldn't figure it out, and now he's gotten right with the Orioles. Uh, Harrison Bader, if you just listened to the postgame show, you heard Harrison Bader found out today just in the lunchroom or something, looking up at the TV on the ticker, Harrison Bader has been added to waivers. He didn't even know what that meant. He must not play fantasy sports or be too deep in the weeds of baseball. But that's another kid, as I talked about Volpe, you know, growing up, loving the Yankees, New York City kid, Bronxville guy. Uh, shout out to his mom and his uncle. I got to meet them this year. And, you know, the thing about Bader, Bader burst on the scene with those home runs in the postseason last year. And then we all marveled at his footwork and his defense, the way he could track down a ball and, you know, defensive run saved, but he's been in a hell of a slump lately. It's been bad. And I don't know. Uh, when I when I was hearing Aaron Boone talk about how this game will reveal your character, um, he was one of those guys that I, I, I felt like he was talking about, you know, because it got the, the going got tough. It got really hard, and he got minimized, getting picked off on the base paths and having nothing at the plate. So, um, they're going to see if anybody wants him, if anybody will pick up that salary. Cashman is already working. If you heard me in the last couple of weeks, I said Ca- Cashman's not going anywhere. And if you needed Andy Martino to tell you that Aaron Boone wasn't going anywhere, then you're not really paying enough attention. I also told you that when Boone showed up to the John Boy Media office right down the street from Bryant Park, he looked way too comfortable for a guy on the hot seat. He looked like a guy that was assured that he was coming back. That's why he's popping up to do his podcast hit. In full confidence, like, like, yeah, I'm the Yankee manager, and my job is safe. And when you heard last week that there was a meeting about the future between Hal, Boone, and Cash, what else do you need to know? That's your manager. And all of you love to talk about the you know money that Hal spends or doesn't spend. You guys love to say he's cheap. Well, a cheap way um, to keep your ma- – or a cheap uh, decision to make is, all right, you've got another year on your contract. We're going to let you finish that year out. We're not going to pay you to go do nothing and then have to find another guy. And if you guys don't want Cashman to be the uh, the general manager, why would you want Cashman going to find you another general manager? Especially if you think Boone is a puppet, data applicator. I just say he's cool, Dad. I don't know exactly what he is. I don't know what he's allowed to do or not do. But I feel like they would just go hire another minion, another puppet, another guy that they can collab with, that they can say, hey, yeah, change the lineup every day, Uh, you know, Pull this guy when he gets past 70, 80 pitches. Only use this guy out of the bullpen in this inning because we're finding a lane for him. But anywho, uh, Yankee fans, call me up 877-337-6666. Tell me how you feel about the moves that were made today, the future 
Is Austin Wells on the way? Is the Martian on the way? Rumors are out there. The Mets lose back-to-back games, just what the doctor ordered for the Rangers. The Rangers had lost 9-10 coming in. And uh, obviously last night we talked about the whole Max Scherzer uh, big screen tribute and them putting him on the screen to wave. Like, yeah, now you just lost a series to the Rangers. Stop being so nice. This is New York. Like, what's going on, bro? I'm not jacking it. I don't understand why. Like, you, like why do you why do you make a tribute video for that guy? We won't rehash all of that from last night. But, you know, there you go. Two losses back-to-back and close games. Like, this version of the Mets is competing with the Rangers, who were one of the top teams in the American League all season. They're in second place now because they lost 9 out of 10, but the Mets are competing with a team that's most likely going to be in the postseason, and they're just coming up a little short. Cookie Carrasco is on waivers for the Mets. And tonight we had a little bit of a pitcher's duel. Yankee fans remember old Andrew Heaney. Hated watching him pitch. He's another guy that Cashman traded for at the deadline. Wanted him to be an innings eater. Forced him on us. We had to watch him pitch a ton. Ruin field the dreams game for me. We had to watch them pitch him I don't know how many times, and he was terrible. But then, of course, he leaves. He finds it elsewhere. He found it in L.A., and now he's found it with the Rangers. He goes five and a third, giving up a hit. Seven strikeouts tonight. Jose Quintana goes six innings, only giving up three hits. Five strikeouts tonight. And it just comes down to late and the bullpen. And Yankee fans remember old Aroldis Chapman. <laughs> Chapman's over there in Texas. That was like the first trade they made at the deadline. Chapman gives one up. Seen that before. Shout out to Mark Vientos late in the year, getting his chance again. Putting bat to ball, doing something. But, yeah, Mets fans, call me up. Tell me what you see, what you feel, how you feel. Cookie Carrasco on waivers. Uh, At this point in the season, it is what it is. Uh, Tomorrow's MLB Network hat day at Citi Field. Are you pulling up to get your hat? I don't think they're going to have a voucher voucher for that. You don't have to sit through – you know, five innings or whatever it is for that. I think the same thing is coming up next week for the Yankees MLB Network hat night. Shout out to the network. Shout out to my folks over there at uh, Hearts Way in Secaucus. The Angels made a terrible mistake. I know we both have been, uh, or both sides of New York have been talking about Shohei Otani recently. It's crazy how much, you know, everything changes in just a matter of weeks, right? I remember coming in here July 17th. And Buster only floated out that nonsense about the Yankees being most likely to potentially be the most aggressive team to go after Shohei Otani. I didn't buy it for a second and a half. Um, But I just thought it was funny how, you know, with Shohei all season, in the beginning of the season, not not all season, first half of the season, it was, oh, Steve Cohen's going to be the highest bidder for this guy. He's going to be a Met. No one's going to outbid Uncle Stevie. And then the Mets fall in the tank. They have a terrible June swoon. And it's like, oh, well, he's not going to want to be a Met. And then at the deadline, um, you know, about a month later, late July, August, oh, the Yankees are going to go after Otani. No, they never were going to do that. They didn't do anything. Now when you're looking at all this dumb uh, stuff coming out of the you know Yankees world, now it's you should have sold at the deadline, bro. What's going on? Like, Can't predict baseball. Nobody knew they were going to lose nine in a row. But same thing with the Mets. Like, nobody knew... Uh, this whole Otani situation. That's why I love baseball. Baseball is so layered. There's so many different things with the the players and the business of baseball and the deadlines and and the dates and September 1st call-ups and, you know, just all these different, like, things that make baseball this, like, mind game. It's like this never-ending maze of twists and turns that no one can predict. And even in the game, it's like that. So 
the, the Angels made a terrible mistake. At the deadline, they decided we're not going to sell off Shohei Otani. This is the most hyped up free agent prospect ever in the history of baseball. This is a guy that pitches and a guy that hits. And obviously, a month ago, we didn't know that he was going to have a tear in his UCLA, uh, UCLA, and his UCL, a tear in his UCLA. I wonder if he goes over there out in Anaheim. I wonder if he pulls up over the UCLA at all. Maybe. No, he probably doesn't. He, he'd get mobbed over there. He'd get mobbed on campus, the Bruins. Anywho, um, with Otani, now the Angels know that this guy as good as gone. And <laughs> they went all in at the deadline. They're going to they're gonna have to make a 30 for 30 on this. This is laughable, bro. I'm, I, today I'm putting my notes together. And uh, at like 5 o'clock, Jeff Passan puts out breaking. The Los Angeles Angels have placed starter Lucas Giolito, relievers Matt Moore and Ronaldo Lopez, outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Gritchick on waivers. For the Angels, this will be a pure salary dump because there's no longer any August trades. All they will get from the transactions is salary relief. Teams that claim the players, blah, 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 you guys know. Who gets the players will be determined. But you guys, uh, maybe you don't know, so I'll read it because I always assume people understand how this goes. Harrison Bader himself said he didn't even know what way to do. Teams that claim the players will need only to pay their salaries for the rest of the season. Who gets the players will be determined by the reverse order of record. If you want to go look, that's out there right now. The order of, uh, you know, who gets to uh, take a crack at players and claim players through waivers. I think the Yankees, because the Yankees are trash, I think the Yankees are like top 10 or top 15. Maybe they're 14. Um, the team with the worst record that puts in a claim on a player will receive him. And there are going to be plenty of claims put in from playoff caliber teams that need a starter or bullpen help. Now, Randall Gritchick went off tonight. like, <laughs> And it's just funny how things work. Like, Randall Gritchick had a great game tonight. He had a homer. And uh, I'm sure this guy has gone from Toronto to Colorado to now Anaheim. He's like, okay auditions these are tryouts right now to get on a contender i gotta go off i gotta do my thing the yankees were rumored to be interested in uh randall gritchick yankee fans remember him being a yankee killer so he goes out there tonight he goes three for four with an rbi and a homer and uh he's like hey look at me anybody need a guy and he's a guy to keep your eye on but back to the angels what a grave mistake what a terrible decision Shohei otani's gonna leave you went all in at the deadline, gave up prospects for all these different guys, and now you're trying to get someone to pick up the salary. Perry Manazian might get fired. Artie Moreno, what's going on? Mike Trout comes back for a day off the IL, goes right back on. Uh, Anthony Rendon, terrible signing. Never plays. You never see him. And now Shohei Otani's about to walk out of the door. I mean, the Angels never win anyway. They don't get to the postseason and do anything, but they're about to go through some dark times. 877-337-6666 as we look around baseball uh, and then we, you know, eventually get to the NFL. Cut day, Tuesday, August 29th, club going up on a Tuesday. Some guys make the club, some guys don't. Can't make the club in the tub. That's what the coaches used to say to me. I never was really hurt like that, but that's basically for guys that stay in the training room, stay in the, uh, uh, you know, stay with the trainer, stay uh, getting treatment. Can't make the club. In the tub, man. Got to be healthy to play. And there's guys on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Hey, Jets fans, don't even worry about Von Miller. I thought they were going to try and get Von ready to go. 
Adam Schefter put out today, Buffalo is leaving Von Miller on the physically unable to perform list. So he'll miss the first four games. That means the J-E-T-S just don't have to block him. Makai Becton, uh, Dwayne Brown, you dodged one there. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook practiced. You guys not even realize like Dalvin Cook had been signed for like over a week, but he he had a kid, Dalvin Jr. Congrats. Congrats to the Cooks. Dalvin Cook is in practice. And Dalvin Cook now is talking about Super Bowl and expectations. Aye, aye, aye. Hold on, folks. 877-337-6666. I need to talk to the Jets fans. Is the goal to win the Super Bowl in year one with all of these new players and this new quarterback, this all-time legendary quarterback? Or is the goal to end the 12-going-on 13-year drought of not being in the playoffs? Is the goal to be the best team outright in the NFL or it's a failure? Or would you be satisfied with just getting first downs and scoring touchdowns every week? Watching the Jets last year, they couldn't move the rock. Watching the Jets last year, once Brees Hall went down, it was a struggle. I've been saying this for months for the Jets fans. I'm with you. I'm riding with gang green. I lean gang green. I'm a Jersey guy. The focus has to just be on winning the games that you could win with all the talent on this team and letting the chips fall where they may once you get into the dance. I understand this is unfamiliar territory for the Jet fan. I know the fan base is split. There's some that are saying Super Bowl or nothing. It's a Super Bowl season. If we can't win now, we'll never win. And then other fans are saying, we're the Jets, bro. Like, what can happen will. Only the Jets can out. Jets the season, right? Or Jets themselves. J-E-T-S stands for just end the season. Like something's going to happen. You know that, right? Like the Jets are going to find a way to screw this up. I don't think the Jets are going to find a way to screw this up, but I caution you against the hype. Don't believe the hype. They told me that there was going to be a Subway series between the Mets and the Yankees in the World Series last year and this year coming in. And it's funny how, you know, I had to take about the Subway series last year being just an exhibition game. It didn't matter. Still doesn't. Go back and look. Right, Domingo Herman pitched for the Yankees. Where is he? Jordan Montgomery pitched for the Yankees. Where is he? Aaron Hicks. Oh, uh, Joey Gallo stepped into that game. Bunch of guys that aren't there anymore. And now the Mets and the Yankees are actually playing exhibition the rest of the way this year. Just a year after, we're in a bunch of exhibition games that don't matter. But yeah, don't believe the hype, Jets fans. Enjoy your season. It's a season where you're going to have fun on Sunday. You're going to win games. But... This is a pressure cooker in this town. There's a ton of pressure on these guys. So don't add the pressure on yourself to say, I want a Super Bowl. It's hard to climb that mountain and get to the Super Bowl. Now, there's a ton of Super Bowl conversation around the team that I grew up rooting for, the Dallas Cowboys. And I feel like some Cowboys fans expect me to represent the delusional Dallas fan on this radio station. I will not. You know why? Because I put in pain. I've I've watched all of these one-and-done playoff trips. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't care if this is the best roster they've had. I don't care if it's stacked. Oh, they got Stephen Gilmore for nothing. They got Brandon Cook, C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year. Look at the team. It's stacked. Yeah, they're frauds, though. When I first came to WFAN in 2021, I told you they were frauds. They lost to the Niners one-and-done. The next year... I'm like, they should beat old man Tom Brady, but they're frauds. If they run into the Niners again, they're not going to win. And the offense is the problem, not the defense. 
Dan Quinn in that defense, one of the top defenses in the league. They held the 49ers to like 19 or 20 points. Couldn't find the end zone. So it's on Dak this year. Dak's got to prove it. Dak's got to show everybody. And what I said last night, Jerry Jones doesn't help his case. Coming out and saying, oh, Jalen Hurts, we were going to draft him. And then they make a move for Trey Lance that does nothing to improve the team. All it has done is create extra chatter around Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys, that nobody needs. Jerry Jones lives in the media machine. He loves it. He can't stay out of it. He has to make headlines for nonsense. He has to be the star like they have the star on that helmet. If the Giants knock off the Cowboys in week one, I won't be mad. I plan on going to that game, but I've told you, that's the game that could propel this Giants season the same way the Titans game did last year. When no one was expecting them to go into Tennessee into Nissan Stadium and knock off the Titans, they did. So having that game, Sunday night football, the whole world watching, only game on. If the Cowboys are asleep, week one is preseason for everyone. Dak Prescott didn't play in the preseason at all. It's a new offense. Mike McCarthy's calling the plays now. If the Giants knock off the Dallas Cowboys, they're on their way to a 10-plus win season and potentially a, a playoff berth. Now, it's not going to be easy. They have a tough strength of schedule. But you know what? The Giants keep adding talent, right? I, I'm just so impressed by their GM and the moves that they made. I'm not talking about the moves last. I'm talking about just now in this last week. All right, we can get a little better on defense. Let's send a seventh-round pick for Isaiah Simmons, who will be wearing number 19, not 46. A little bit more swaggy. Giants add Boogie Basham today. They're not done. They are not done. They made some cuts. They named some captains. A little bit too many captains for me. How many captains can you have on a football team? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Ten is too much. I think you need like three, maybe four for the coin toss. Maybe one or two guys on offense, one or two guys on defense, maybe a special teams guy. But congrats to Saquon Barkley, Graham Gano, Adoree Jackson, Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, Xavier McKinney, Bobby Okereke, Andrew Thomas, Darren Waller, Leonard Williams. All of a sudden, the Giants are stacked. All of a sudden, the Giants look like they have a roster that can compete with the rest of the NFL. 877-337-6666. I can't wait for this football season to start. I'm getting in on my fantasy teams. I'm doing my mock drafts. I'm I'm drafting number two overall and five overall. So I feel good about that this year. Uh, The Yankees are doing what they got to do. Not not really, you know, that interested in it, but it is what it is. I'm watching the games. The Mets are going through the motions as well. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 